Good morning and welcome back to our weekly 10 Minutes of Meaning. So good to be able to learn together. And I want to thank our generous sponsors, our dear friends Chani and Lenny Grunstein, in memory of Chani's beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. Thank you uh, so much, Chani, for your generosity and Lenny. Okay, we continue. The Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato in his monumental work, the Mesil Sasharim, has been walking us through the path towards self Perfection, the path towards self-improvement, self-awareness. It begins with, as we remind ourselves each and every week, it begins with Zihirus, a life of mindfulness, a life of caution. It then continues with Zrizus, alacrity, zeal, passion, enthusiasm, setting goals and making resolutions to achieve them. And then we have moved over to Nikias, which is identifying different areas of our life that needs work and moving them from the battleground to conquered territory. We have to defend the conquered territory. We're never done with the conquered territory, but to move it over from an area where we're struggling on a daily basis to uh, something which we are able to feel comfortable that we have to a degree conquered. And we've gone through eating and profanity and vulgarity, and we've gone through uh, modesty, and we've gone through, uh, lastly, we went through different forms of anger and how to conquer the anger within us, and that moves us over to the world of kinna. The world of envy, the world of jealousy. Just like envy was such a categorically bad quality. And what made envy so bad? Less. What made envy so bad is that, uh, sorry, what made anger so bad is that anger is a pure emotion. There's no intellect. It's raw, pure emotion. It's rage. The animal parts of the brain light up. The human, intellectual, rational, thinking, thoughtful, poor, uh, good judgment parts of the brain shut down and the angry person loses themselves, literally, and therefore brings about exactly the opposite of the result they want. They damage their relationships. And the Ramchal tells us that the same is true when it comes to kina. The same is true when it comes to jealousy, envy. There is a chesron, yudiyah, it's foolishness. Ki so let's say you have someone you're jealous of. person has a neighbor, and you're jealous of their marriage, you're jealous of the nachas of their children, you're jealous of the car in their driveway, or you're jealous of the home, or you're jealous of their job. What does that jealousy accomplish? The jealousy doesn't actually give you any of those things, nor does the jealousy deprive your neighbor of those things. So even if you look at your neighbor and you say, they're so unworthy, they don't deserve that, I'm a better person. I do better. I try better. They don't deserve it. I deserve it. And so I'm envious. I'm jealous. I look with a negative eye, an eye in ra'a. I look with a critical eye and a jealous eye and an envious eye and a judgmental eye. Says the Ramchal, what does that do? What does it accomplish? When you're jealous of the other, it doesn't give you a nicer car, a bigger house, a better marriage, better income, and it doesn't deprive it of the other person. There's a great quote, and like many or most great quotes, it's debated exactly who said it, which is, that it said it in the context of anger, but it applies to envy. That being envious of someone else is like drinking poison and waiting for them to die. Your envy, your jealousy is like your drinking poison and waiting for them to lose that car, that house, that nachas, that parnasa. It's not going to happen. It's not the way it works. So all it does is waste energy and waste emotion. And all it does is compromise your physical, emotional, spiritual health. All you're doing is harming yourself. All you're doing is hurting yourself. As the Pasuk says, Uposa tamis envy will kill the fool. So you look with a critical eye, a judgmental eye, a jealous eye, an envious eye, not in a way which expands or promotes your drive, 
not in a way that makes you more aspirational, not in a way that says, you know, I'm happy they have what they have. I want and wish it for myself too. And therefore, I'm going to work harder on my marriage. I'm going to work harder in my career. I'm going to work harder to learn Torah or to get something out of davening. I'm going to work harder because I see what they have and I want it too. That's not a prohibited envy or jealousy. The prohibited form is the one where you simply see what someone else has and you begrudge them for it. It's the one that you're, you can't fagin them. You can't be happy for them because you believe you deserve it and you want it. And not you're working harder for it. You just want it. There's a type of person whose foolishness is so great that if you see someone else who has a good, you become disheartened, despondent. You become worried and you suffer. The Ramchal identifies so accurately some of the perniciousness of envy, some of just how negative it is. Some of how damaging it is. Why? Because when I see what someone else has in their life, in their health, in their relationships, and I want it, I want it so badly, what happens? All I do is think about it. I perseverate over it. I can't move past it. It paralyzes me. Not in a way that motivates and inspires me. It just paralyzes me. I marinate and I stew in my envy and jealousy for what someone else has. And what's the result? The result is not only do I not have the thing I'm envious of, and not only am I not driven to do what's necessary to go and get it and to make it happen, what happens is I compromise even the good things or the happiness that I do have. In, my, in placing my eye not on what I have, but what I don't have, in placing my energy not on the blessings in my life or what I have to be proud of, but what I'm jealous and envious of, of in someone else's, then not only do I not have the other thing, but... I've ruined, I've absolutely corrupted what I do have already. And this is what King Solomon said, Envy is the decay of the bones. Envy gets into your kishkas, it gets into your bones, it decays your bones. Your bones are the skeletal structure that keep you sound, that keep you upright, that keep you able to walk. And when your bones are compromised, when your bones are decayed, when your bones are hollowed or die, then the whole structure implodes. So envy is like the decay of the bones. If you can't move past the envy you have for others, then you're going to implode. Your structure, your skeletal structure can't sustain you. You're unable to be upright. You're unable to move forward. There are others who are not so anguished and not so pained. But nevertheless, it's painful. That neighbor has a nice car, a nice house has a wonderful simcha to celebrate. So it doesn't absolutely debilitate, and it doesn't make someone totally anguished, and it doesn't make someone paralyzed, but it makes it cools off their fire. It makes you just a little bit down. It makes you frown. It makes you sad, because you wish you had it. And when does that happen if it's not somebody that you love? If it's someone that you love, if it's a close friend, a family member, hopefully you're able to share in their happiness and joy. Hopefully you're able to see it as an extension of yourself. But if it's not your close friend or family member, it's an acquaintance, it's a friend, it's a coworker, and you hear about something positive in their life, something you wish for, and something that you want, it, it douses your fire with, with cold water. It just brings you down. 
The greater degree of separation, the greater degree of being a stranger, the less you're happy for the other and the more that you feel jealousy. And that jealousy not only doesn't give you the thing you're jealous of, but it compromises and ruins the blessing and the things you deserve and should be happy about. So you go to the Simcha and you say all the right things and Mazel Tov, you should have a lot of nachas and I'm so happy for you. You say all the right, Mazel Tov on the new house, Mazel Tov on the nice car, Mazel Tov on the wonderful news, Mazel Tov on that nachas from the child, Mazel Tov on the big anniversary or the big birthday, Mazel Tov on Ichves, Mazel Tov on looking 15 years younger, however you did that. Mazel tov on whatever the other person has. So you say all the right things. I'm so happy for you and mazel tov and it's so wonderful. And yet in your heart, in your kishkas, the decay in your bones is not in fact happy for the other. And this is something that's a common occurrence. The person who's not envious and jealous, it doesn't consume them. They're not filled with anguish over it. But still, you can't help but feel just a little bit of a tinge. I wish that were me. Loniku mimenu legamre. One who hasn't moved that from battleground to conquer territory. One hasn't fully purged that from within themselves. So this midah of Nikias, this quality that we're up to in this uh, 12-step program, this third step is our effort and our aspiration to be able to purge from ourselves that feeling. How can you learn about something happy, something positive of another, and not feel even a tinge of why not me? That why not me never is even babacheshbon. It doesn't come into the equation. That you're not a person that ever thinks, why not me? You're a person who thinks, I'm so happy for them. And if you look at what they have and say, I'm so happy for them, and I wish it were me, not I wish it were me instead of them. I wish it were me in addition to them. And what do I need to do for that to be me too? What do I need to do in order to achieve that or receive that? To use that sense of aspiration or ambition for what you see in another to be able to increase and promote the drive in you. Then it's not jealousy or envy, which is negative and prohibited. Then it's a driver. Our rabbis tell us, Kinaso from Tar that competitiveness among scholars brings out wisdom. It's good. You finish Shas, I'm going to finish Shas. You had a Chiddush, listen to my Chiddush. That's what causes people to publish and produce. So if what you see in another causes you to have greater drive in you, it's a positive thing. Competitiveness can be healthy and positive. But if it causes you to want what the other has instead of them, if it blocks your capacity to be happy for them, if it ruins your ability to be happy with anything that you have, then it is corrupting. It is horrifically negative. It's like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. And so we have to be menaka. We have to purge that instinct from inside ourselves. Someone else has great news. Bought a beautiful house. They're putting on an addition. They've renovated. There's a new car in their driveway. They're celebrating a milestone. They get a mazel tov on a simcha. Ah, oh, I'm so happy for you. Not I'm happy on the surface and saying the right things, but internally I'm unhappy. I'm so fully and entirely and only happy for you. And now I'm driven to want those things for myself. We'll pick it up, please God, next time. 845 at Living with Amuna. Join us uh, 845 Living with Amuna. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. And at 9 o'clock tonight, we go behind the beam with Rabbi Katlarski, one of the leaders, the heads of Chabad, to learn so much more about their outstanding work. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.